This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. All right. Enjoying the course? Yeah. Yeah. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may ye shall know them by their fruits entire wanting nothing if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven is Reverend Devon divine of false prophet for let not that man think that he shall receive anything sent here to Lord. lead us astray a doubting double-minded man is unstable in all his ways let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted but the rich or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom I'm dr. mark come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge thereof falleth and the grass of the fashion and decide for yourself then when the lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we shall be. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. This is Dr. Mark with Reverend Devin Divine on this January 29th episode. Uh, How are yeah. you, buddy? I'm good. You gotta register the car before the end of the month. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you don't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they got they got rid of safeties around here, and now you just get tickets for having broken cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they just have admissions, so we just gotta do admissions. Oh, that's cool. Now it's up to a police officer's di- discretion to give you a warning or not. Yeah. Anyway. If your car's not safe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the cracked windshield and stuff. We have a blinker out that keeps going out every time I fix it, so I need to get that worked out. 
Mm. Anyway, that's what's on my mind. As well as pictures. We're getting pictures, links, nine months pictures today. It's exciting. Oh. We're going to have him in a Superman outfit that he looks so cute in. Uh, and uh, clothes, clothes that he can be busting out of as well. It's going to be cute. <sighs> He's a big boy. Very nice. He's nine months. Yes. Wow. Did I hang up on you? you no. Up? Okay. Yes. So how's it going over there? Pretty good. I wanted to tell you something. Uh-oh. That happened this week. An event. It was eventful. Okay. While doing the course. Um, I graduated from a college once upon a time and when I walked across the stage to get my diploma from the president of the university (laughs) I walked across and I've been having this memory come back to me like all week it just keeps coming back and it was like really bothering me because I walked across stage and the guy says congratulations you know whatever something and I said no no thank you you know I and I said something really snarky like No, thank you. I can finally get out of this crappy school and go to med school, you know? (laughs) I don't remember what I said, but I, I, you know, I was really snarky to him. And I I thought he had this look on his face like, whoa, you. He was all offended. And I'm like, man, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I the type of person that would say something like that to the president of the university on my graduation day? Like, the last chance I have to really, like, mess this up. And I piss off like one guy, and you know, I'm just, I'm an idiot. And it really bugged me like all week. It's been bugging me. It's been going through my head and going through my head. I'm like, ah, there's something wrong with me. I'm a dick. Anyway, so I was going through my computer, um, reorganizing some stuff. I'm backing up some of my photo directories, and I just stumble across one of the photo files that I have from my old, old, old camera. And I'm like, man, what's on here? This is for, this is like five years ago. And I was clicking through one of these videos, and there's me walking across stage for my graduation. And I'm like, no way, it's so random. I I can't get this out of my head. There's me walking, and there's the president of the university, and here I'm about to offend him. And really, all I did was like smile and nod and walked across stage, and he <laughs> smiled and just turned to the next person. And I was like, it never happened. What? Because <laughs> here I'd been all week going through this memory, and I remember it clear as day happening, something that did not happen the way that I remembered it happening. And it's been bugging me, and I felt like such a bad person. But I'm watching this video over and over and over again that my wife's filming, and all I did was I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, and I walked across stage. That was it. <laughs> and I'm like, my memory is worthless. <laughs> I, I am upset at things that are not even there. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even happen. That's pretty funny. It didn't. And I have video proof. It didn't even happen. <laughs> You're lucky there that you got video proof to right. have that evidence. That's, that's pretty cool. So coincidental that I happened to run into it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, how much else am I beating up myself for, for stuff that's not even real? 
I can't trust anything now. Like none of it's really there. <laughs> yeah, it's trippy. It's trippy. I mean, oh man, so so much. I mean, often we we actually think we are right. You know, and we we can think of all those things and and truthfully be right. I mean, we might actually right. remember it correctly and yeah. be embarrassed about it. But it's funny <laughs> how you know these things come up in our minds all the time <laughs> just like repeating you, you see something that reminds you of this memory or this story or something and and you go through the whole event in your mind again just because you're picking up a cup or something or you right. you're about to use a toothbrush that reminds you of this thing and it has nothing to do with it and yet it's constantly regurgitated as if mm. it has some value <laughs> it's pretty interesting but yeah as far as even just thinking how you were upset about that and you sure it wasn't a different graduation how many times did I walk across that stage <laughs> you sure it wasn't the rehearsal or something <laughs> right oh man you're like oh crap it might come back yeah. right I kept yeah. thinking I'm like, man, I walked across and I was super this and I, I was emotionally that. And I guess my brain built it up into such a big thing. It must have been all in my head that I was thinking of saying something and I didn't really even say it. And you even saw his reaction. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I watched the video over and over and he was this big smile, almost like I said something nice. And he turns <laughs> to the next person, he's super chipper. And I'm like, I did not remember that the way it happened. Yeah, and then you look in this in this moment that you're regurgitating this stuff, and you feel like you're upset about it. Right. And you're using this memory that didn't really happen in that way, and you can almost see that it's an excuse, a reason, a justification to feel upset in this moment. Mm -hmm. That moment that you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's the thing. There's this thing throughout the course referred to as the happy dreamer. And the happy dreamer is someone that has the training to f uh, to perceive the world through the sense of of just wanting to be happy and everything that naturally goes along with that and the perceptual mm -hmm. choices to do that and be that. And so all the memories that seem to be in the past and seem to have happened are now filtered through a happy sense, a choice to be happy. And just like in that time you had a choice to be upset, so you actually saw that memory how it wasn't, very mm. obviously, as you found out, uh, <clears throat> and opposed to how it actually is and in, in <laughs> what is actually there. And you might have, you know, let's say you do have a video that proves that you were upset, or that you did that, the, the memory was justified and that actually happened. Mm. And it even applies to that that the choice to feel this sensation that, well, you feel the sensation, but the choice to interpret the sensation as feeling stupid, feeling guilty, uh, feeling ashamed for what you've done, a reason to be upset about it, um, is, is the filtration now. Like, you're seeing it that way now. And you have a mm. choice now to reinterpret that or choose again of how you're thinking of how you're feeling, and of, of really how the experience, how it actually went down. 
I mean, even if he made a face at you, or in the fact that he didn't, do we really know what he was thinking? I mean, we like to feel guilty about something because we're like, oh crap, I just said something, and they are going to take that the wrong way and misunderstand. And like, is that true? Like, we don't completely know for sure, and, and that's what it's kind of designed by. Like, we actually think that someone... <laughs> This sounds funny, but someone actually has a, a, an opinion. <laughs> and we're not actually just manifesting the situation. Like the mind that they are in their truth is the same mind that I am in my truth. And my decision to think they're taking it the wrong way is their decision to take it the wrong way. So in the same sense, my decision to take it the right way or to be happy about it is also their decision to be happy about it. So that might be a little easier way to understand it. But then it naturally is a choice for all the minds around to experience and be happy. That's a lot of information right there, isn't it? It's a lot of information. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a roll all day today. So. Nice. <laughs> it's like... There was a part in one of the the lessons for the course, and you say something like, oh, I think you're not getting this information. It's not going right. I need to explain it. And he said, but I'm going to choose again that <laughs> it is coming across right. <laughs> and I'm like, can you do that? Can you just choose? So I've been practicing doing that. <laughs> like, uh, I was talking to somebody from my school and I'm like, oh, this person's mad at me. And, you know, I didn't get a miscommunication or something. And I was supposed to show up and I didn't. And, and I feel like this text message has a lot of anger behind it because they just asked, hey, uh, come in tomorrow at nine. So I was like, oh, man, I, I'm sure that's really mad. Ah, oh, man. Oh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I don't know if this guy's mad. Blah, blah. And I, I chose again. I'm like, nope, I'm going to choose this time. He's not upset. It's cool. And I just felt better. And I showed up tomorrow at 9. He's like, hey, bro, what's up? He was cool. <laughs> All in my head. Yeah. Hmm. And Again. I like how I described it a little a moment ago about, you know, it's their same decision. And <laughs> it, it really, it's quite fascinating. I mean, you can see it as, as you're manifesting it individually but at the same time i mean they are the same mind so as you're choosing to assume that they're upset is actually the awareness of their choice to be upset so mm. you're making that same decision together to be on both sides of the same coin of that experience of being upset a reason to be upset and so on and so as you're choosing to forgive it or choose again and let it go and see something differently, so are they. And you're naturally mm -hmm. forgiving the uh, experience that you could ha share together to be a different holy, say a holy, different <laughs> with a H-O-L-Y, holy experience opposed to uh, an experience where you think it deserves war you know and fight mm -hmm. and anger and upset and all this stuff is like it's just simply a misunderstanding and even when you say that if you haven't done the training it's it's easy to misunderstand um that we we actually think that we 
are dealing with other minds. And yet, if all we're dealing is with our own un untrained, wandering, crazy mind, and <laughs> it's just coming through all these different, say, bodies of Christ, uh, seemingly individual, but we're all so sharing the same upsets. And everyone you have an upset with and they have an upset with you, you're sharing this upset. And so your healing and forgiving it is healing and forgiving it for them with them. They're doing it at the same time because you share it. Like This mind being joined, uh, you're doing it together regardless if you think you're independent or not. So, you so could, we're all you, connected. You could like even ask him and get in that conversation and be like, man, I thought you were so upset. And he's probably going to say, oh, you know, I was. And then I just had this thought of not being and I chose again to not be <sighs> upset. And it's like, no way. I totally did the same thing. Oh, well. Yeah. If you could actually, you know, get a study going on about this, you can discover this actuality of people doing this at the exact same time. And that's mm. essentially what A Course in Miracles in this finest perspective of salvation is that you can actually be bringing peace along with you everywhere you go. And as you have peace and love in your mind, then everyone around you naturally has peace and love around, <laughs> you know, to you, with you. And you're saving right. the world while you're doing it. It's amazing to me lately how many times... I'll think about somebody. I was thinking about a buddy I went to undergrad with five years ago, six years ago. And I was like, yeah, I wonder how he's doing. You know, that guy's a really cool guy. You know, hopefully he's doing okay, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, I had an email from him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Almost like every time I think about somebody, they hear it. <laughs> like we're connected. Yeah. Well, you actually think of each other at the same time. And it's it's kind of natural. It's that one mind thing. And then you see that correspondence of working together uh, in the world. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A confirmation that it's actually happening. It's, it is helpful. So it, that's part of the training as well is to, you know, follow these ideas. Hey, I just had a thought about you and see what comes, see what happens. And, you know... At the same time, you have hundreds of thoughts, thousands of thoughts every day, and you know you could be thinking about all sorts of different people, and other people aren't necessarily aware of those same erratic uh, thoughts. You know, the the unhealed thoughts has a different interpretation. You know, even as you might interpret that as "oh, he's upset at me," uh, he might interpret that same sensation which is shared as uh, I feel guilty you know it has a different interpretation but if you actually discussed it and talked about it and got honestly specific about it which is what's so wonderful about living in community is that you can actually do this with each other especially if you put this first and you're willing to break down the barriers that seem to be upsets and all this stuff by this discussion then you can recognize, oh, even while you interpret it differently, you thought it was about me and guilty, and I thought it was about you and anger and all these different things. It was actually the same one thing being, uh, you know, us and bodies. 
<laughs> and you can actually get down into that. It's pretty exciting. Wow. And speaking of exciting, I'm excited for Wednesday. <laughs> oh, what's Wednesday? Oh, yeah. You're sending me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I keep watching to see if they've shipped it yet. I was going to give you a tracking number. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I don't know if it's you care different. if I mention it. Because in England, when you order something on Amazon, it's there that night. So this, I'm like, I have to wait days? Oh, what's so slow? What's going on? That night? <laughs> what? Yeah, if I order something at like 8 a.m., I'll have it by dinner. This is a small country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know that they have... I know Amazon's doing... You can... What's a drone? You can get a drone ordered by day, and you can put a, a, a target out in the yard, and the drone comes, finds it, and drops your package on the target. <laughs> That's pretty That's cool. cool. Wow. Anyway, I want to order Thank something just again. to see a drone. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's awesome. Well, the fact that it has sliders and mute buttons, I'm excited about. So. <laughs> I use the mute all the time. <laughs> I mute it and say, what the heck is he talking about? This guy sounds like a false prophet. It's kind of fun you send me that picture of you being watching my videos on on the wall oh yeah i'm so big yeah yeah it's a big one on the wall but since then i i painted my headphones so they're all black now oh yeah <laughs> so you know, they're not so apparent even though i'm on i'm on the third part now recording so i just got to that oh that's funny so yeah. i'll see it in a couple months yeah so how long so the, are you in England still or doing that? Um, my daughter's birthday is in April, and then I come home for a, f a few weeks. But then I'll probably stay here till July. I graduate July 24th. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. Your your opportunity to say something snarky. Yeah. Hey, right. I'm going to walk across stage again. Do it again. <laughs> yeah it's all kind of part of this revolving stuff I keep going through the same thing over and over again like oh work hard graduation go back to something work hard graduation go back to study man man yeah, it's exciting that you're doing the course with me. That's that's fun. It's a little weird that I have students I don't see the faces of. You know, uh, it's a different different scenario. But uh, only when I try and confine it into that box of student teacher, because mm. uh, I do that all the time with my podcasts. I'm people listening in, and they want to tell me what they're getting from it all the time, and. And it's nice and exciting that I'm touching people all over the place. But it is definitely a new 
a new approach that I've never done before, so it's exciting. So How many students do you have? Uh, specifically on this, there's, well, the number says 17, but I don't know how many of those are really active. I know you're part of uh, four or five specifically ones that have been doing it every day. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we just started, so, well, I guess it's been a month now. That's exciting. So you're That's starting exciting. to see your thoughts joining, manifesting in the world, and you, you think of someone, and there it is, there it happens. It's just going to get faster. There's somewhat of a plateau kind of experience where it goes really fast, and then it's pretty much that speed for quite a while until you're willing to go farther, and it's just like a sleeping dream. It can be instantaneously if you want to get there. But uh, <laughs> the whole reason we're in the world in the first place is to slow it down as, mm. you know, we accepted an idea of, oh, I don't like what I manifest instantaneously. I want time to think about it. So we, we, we go into this gestation period and we, we call it waking up. And <laughs> now I'm in a, in a slow, thick world. Right. I, I want to do my own podcast okay. on the course one oh. day. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what you said in one of the, the lessons. You're like, you should do it. I've been, instead of doing a podcast, I've been writing down every yeah. day. Oh, that's good. Stuff. Well, yeah, the blogging is very helpful as well. But uh, the fact of making it public, it puts it over the top, you know. And, and it's good. Keep it private. That's fine. No problem there. But uh, yeah. you can... If you make it public, you kind of put a standard on yourself to, you know, and you you start filtering yourself through what you think other people are going to judge you as, and so <laughs> it, you you raise the bar of how much you're learning, and you want to be, you know, want to make sure you're doing it right, make sure everybody else thinks you're doing it right, so you tr actually try harder and and you naturally do it a little better, a little, and uh, uh, yeah, so blogging is very very suggested. Uh, but you could always add a podcast in there as well on on the blogs you know you can I can help you do that too or videos on YouTube and all that stuff so. oh yeah that's a good idea I've noticed that as I'm thinking it through and thinking through the thoughts in my head that occur and stuff it it goes to really interesting places as I kind of let it progress. And I'm learning lots about myself and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely a, <clears throat> a new <clears throat> a new level of, of learning, which I'm sure you had an, a little glimmer of going through psychology and stuff. You start looking at yourself mm -hmm. and you're trying to understand it through your own examples. But... As well as, you know, this is not about any degree of curriculum in which I can judge you as or if you're doing it right or anything. Mm -hmm. And and it's strictly going within. It's like always about what's happening within me, you know. And, and even that definition of what's within has so many different degrees and variations in which we can define it. And even that psychological perspective is very helpful to start becoming aware of your thoughts and 
And then we want to just keep going deeper to be aware of where those thoughts even manifest from and and where, what's the real thought. And it takes a lot of adjusting and a lot of layers, layers, layers of dimensions digging through. <laughs> it's one thing I noticed the other day. I was writing down and I'm like, you know, when I was young, I thought, you know, my parents taught me something and that's the truth or you know my teachers taught me something and I learned it and I'm so smart and I thought that was mature because I'm learning what people told me and then I got older you know you get to terminal levels of education like doctorate and stuff and you realize a lot of the books are wrong a lot of the science is unsolved it's not settled different books say different things and when you start to know more about a topic than pretty much anyone else on earth you realize well I should <laughs> really evaluate what I'm thinking and then the people who are telling me stuff I shouldn't just take it for face value there's there's an actual truth that I have to dig through and find and then I can accept it once I've gone through that kind of process of scientific evaluation and then I'm going through the course and having a third epiphany and I'm like <laughs> I am inventing all of this meaning none of it means anything I'm going through until I feel satisfied and I'm like okay now I'm going to take the meeting and I'm going to feel good about it. But always it was something that I accepted. I created the story and then accepted it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's definitely good. Uh, it's funny that you say it that way. It's like, yeah, when you recognize that you know more than that book, you know, <laughs> now you got to start <laughs> writing your own book and then someone else is going to take your book and think they know more than your book and, and right there is, <laughs> and it, it really is like that it's this evolution of consciousness that we're all just moving forward in this ideas and, and, and what we believe and it's the same thing with that idea of peace and, and finding that happiness that we can share with another that we actually joined in mind naturally and that we are willing and accepting of going into a, di a different level and that's one reason why books are so popular is because you can get into a mindset joining on say the same brainwave of someone and and you you start getting on that same little area of perspective and start thinking differently and it is helpful indeed to to start getting into a new perspective but to start grasping it really grasping it in that reality Yet, there's always that option, you know, you think you got it, you, as far as you understood it, and then you, if you try and run off saying, oh, he's talking about this, you know, is it necessarily actually the totality of what they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I try to remind everybody throughout this course that as much as this is very obviously a psychological understanding this is actually talking and teaching about something far beyond psychology and it's kind of the barrier as this fourth dimension is called spirit prison and it's hard to see when you're using it to think what is beyond it like so you it's easy to have this circular thing Oh, it's the thoughts, and oh, it's believing, and oh, it's thoughts, and it's believing, and oh, I have to free myself from thoughts and believing, so I think and believe. And 
you know and it's just constantly back around in itself instead of going to an alternate degree of experience and and that's what this course and and what ascension is all about is breaching the barrier of the capacity of say what mind is capable of in everything that it's it's aware of and that's what this natural course and why this is a required course or is an inevitable course is what we're doing sharing in books in that conscious evolution is that we're we're all moving forward to by however whatever degree you know we are in if we're the smartest people on that subject in the world we're taking the entire world with us and eventually we'll all be breaking and reaching the, it would be common knowledge one day you know what you think mm -hmm. is in your doctorate you know as far as a doctor 20 years ago maybe not maybe 50 years ago is somewhat common knowledge you know around here now you know and then you know, it's just moving forward and we're all kind of moving forward getting more advanced and it's it's going to be inevitable that we all do breach the barrier of what say the physical world is able to withstand mm. it is true i was talking to some teenagers yesterday little teenagers at church and i was like oh you know blah 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 it's a very scientific concept <laughs> and they're like oh this and they explained it to me i'm like wow <laughs> Like, wait a second. <laughs> you know genetics. That's cool. <laughs> not supposed to know that yet. Yeah. Right. And then we talked about philosophy, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Robert Payne's argument on something. And I was like, oh. Well, there goes my college education. <laughs> yeah, you just need to put that money into time travel or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's I really you're part of getting them there though so, so yeah we we like to think that there's no evolution happening and while it might not be in physical uh, it's definitely happening in in a conscious state a mental which many would say is physical I mean it is your brain right and so there is definitely evolution happening and we can call it learning that's fine but the, it is definitely happening I mean just the ability for and you see youtube and people talking about all sorts of stuff i got my stepkids just watching all these different what seems to be like meaningless thoughts videos and just everything that they're they're learning all the time and they're like going right along with it i remember that when i first got the internet officially in my uh, my own possession or whatever and was able to watch youtube and and to just go through and following all sorts of websites or information, I was blown away. I was constantly blown away. And I felt like I was like shifting into all this new knowledge. All the, I mean, it's just amazing. Even the emotional touching videos and, and intellectual videos, all different approaches. It's just, it's, you're, it's amazed and what what type of thinking is out there that we can't comprehend until we get into it i mentioned in one of my videos about when i just learned you know uh, two plus two you know and and what that means and how that adds up to being four and four plus four is eight my brother you know is a couple of years before me he's he starts 
telling me about multiplication. He doesn't tell me anything about it, but he's like, yeah, two times two is four as well. And like, yeah, two plus two is four, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, four plus four is six, or four times four is 16. And I'm like, what? No, no, no. Four, four plus <laughs> four is eight. And, you know, I don't realize we're talking about something different, but it's a different mindset that I'm not in yet. And I was blown away by that. Learning about multiplication from my brother. It's like, there's another way of thinking? Are you kidding me? Like, how do I put these things? I just got this one. There's more? You know, and, and it really is. I mean, as simple as that. It's it's where these aha experiences come in. And it's It involves you conforming to one level to then opening up to another level. That's basically what a miracle is, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. I mean, there's a lot of different interpretations and definitions of what a miracle could be. So it's, but uh, the conforming to this physical reality is crucial to the experience of coming beyond this reality. Like we like to think uh, conforming to this reality as we interpret those scriptures to say, "Don't conform to the world," and we like to think that means, you know, don't don't uh, perform the activities of worldly people and what they do. And it's like, no, you conform to the world when you got an identity and a body and you think you're a body. You're already conformed to the world. You're already, say, (laughs) sinning as much as anybody else doing any more activities. Sorry to say, but that's... And that's where the forgiveness is required, that it's in all of it, everything, and not just good and bad activities, but the fact that you think you have a body that can do good and bad activities... And that you think you're an independent person that can, you know, think good and bad thoughts. And so it's a it's a pretty in depth little little teaching, and it's on every degree you can misunderstand it to thinking it's actually about something specific, which religions are born out of that. Now, what were you talking about there? <laughs> But it's not about something specific. Yeah, like, uh, say, commandments and stuff. It's like we assume that they're actually specific. You know, you can do it or not. Mm -hmm. And it's actually on a different degree, like this idea of love everyone, you know, love my brother as I have loved you. And we think we can not do that. And so we actually have this specific idea of what love is and what other things are like hate and and anger and all this stuff. And even A Course in Miracles is it misunderstood when it says, teach only love for that is what you are. And it's like, oh yeah, you can, you can do some other teaching. Like I can teach naturally, I can teach someone to be hate, hating because I'm hating them and I'm showing them how to hate and and get mad about stuff. And that makes sense. It does. But it, as a Course in Miracles, as you, if you really comprehend it and grasp it, it's saying, teach only love for that is what you are, is not something you can or can't do. It's what <laughs> you are. Like, you can only teach love. That's what you are. You can think you're doing something else, but it's always love. Mm. 
coming to understand and see that. That's a trip. Yeah, it does take a little bit of a redefinition of trying to figure out what love is. And especially when we think love is only between uh, husband and wife or two individuals or so on. Mm. It, it is interesting. Or like, but I'm so mad. I feel this feeling of anger. Yeah. That's anger, right? Well, it's boxed up to be anger. <laughs> it's it's made to look like anger. I mean, you can put a, a dog, a sweet little puppy in a scary costume it's still a sweet little puppy (laughs) it's like the sensation of anger I actually talked about this today maybe I can send you a a early thing about it or something but this sensation you feel the emotion you feel is this movement of energy and you have a definition of that sensation and say you might feel anger in a specific location in your body it's very common to be in the chest it's actually within that frequency but to say, let's feel that sensation in your head, it would have a different definition. Also, anywhere else in your body, if you felt that same sensation in your foot, you would think of it as a different, oh, uh, my foot's cramping up. You know, you mm-hmm. wouldn't think of it as anger in the same sense. But you have this way about it of defining this sensation by some particular learning and past history in which you've already defined it before to the scenario which you think you weren't getting what you wanted and then you use that definition oh this sensation is anger because I want what I want you know I want to get what I want and so it does it's a little confusing but as much as recognizing what love is is actually the sensation that's constantly there it's what's in that box that you've defined it as anger And so love is actually what you're feeling, but you can't experience it as love when you've defined it as something else. And it it goes with everything. This is an emotional level, you know, talking about energy and the movement uh, as far as it also applies to physical reality. Like it is love, and yet you define it in a box called a book or a telephone. Yeah. I think the beginning of the course is all these lectures that I've done so far are really interesting because they're peeling back all of those definitions. And as I've been doing that, I've been kind of noticing. I'm like, oh, this is this and that's this. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just exists. I don't need to label it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I was... I was listening to a church talk. Uh, some apostle or something said they were a lawyer during Watergate. They said, you know, I was there when Nixon got in trouble and blah, blah, blah. You know, I learned a valuable life lesson from that, that you should never be dishonest or something. And I thought, oh, that's totally true. That's a completely true statement. And it's a completely false statement. And it's got no meaning. And it's got tons of meaning. And it's just kind of there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's an experience. I don't even know. It's just, I don't have to label it. I just, that's an experience. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we build our life off of moral standards and stuff like that. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Excuse me. 
<laughs> and these mute switches that are loud. I know. Mm. Uh, so, what was I? What were we saying? So, yeah, like More it's standards. a completely false statement in that idea and what you're saying. So, for to break it down a little bit, make it a little more understandable. Uh, well, maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, and he, he's saying, I learned, what was he saying specifically? He learned not to lie. He's, yeah, he said, never compromise your integrity like Nixon did and you'll never have problems. So how is that? How is that a, a you know a completely false statement? Because there's other lawyers during the time who said it doesn't matter if you compromise your integrity; it matters if you get caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was writing to myself in my little book, and I said it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm. These ideas are starting to pop up into my head of all these moral decisions that I've made, and like this is a life lesson. And I'm like, you know, it's like if you walk across the road. And you almost get hit by a car. And you have this like, oh my, you know, what does this just happen? Well, and your heart's pounding and you're across the street and you're like, I almost died, you know? There's a life lesson to be learned here. And at that point, you have a choice to make any decision you want. You could say, you know, you should never cross this road. Maybe it's this road. Maybe it's this time of day. Maybe it's that type of driver. Maybe it's the person who drives that kind of car. You could have a million different definitions and they would all be true to you. It's the fact that and you're you hold walking on to it yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, you shouldn't be walking. I should be in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we make these decisions and uh, and even all those statements, all those in which you're processing. This is this is the safety mechanism of the world we had, you know, we came into this body, we started experience pain, oh, hungry and all this stuff that we dealing with then this voice in our minds starts telling us hey we need to do this for that or hey we can get this improvement by doing that or cry mm -hmm. for this and cry for that and and how to get a response of really what we want I and mean, as if we didn't want to get hit by the car right we mm -hmm. want to make these safety mechanisms of of how to avoid that and to do that better and and then we you know, when never crossing roads ever again, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be. And, and we get into stuck in, into this box deeper and deeper. Oh, <laughs> you're the reason I, I walk on the other side of the sidewalk. Or what's that song? Anyway, and, and then, you know, something happens on the sidewalk. You fall into a hole and then you get out of that after three days of starving. And, and <laughs> And then you're like, I never will walk on sidewalks again. You know, and eventually, yeah, you, eventually you're locked up in your house in the bathroom and you say, I'm never leaving this spot. I might as well never leave the toilet, you know, and just, <laughs> and you have, you know, all these reasons that if you go break out of them, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. That, you know, all these things I have to protect myself from. And we never really question the fact that. <laughs> your body and like we think that even if we're doing this in a sleeping dream for an example we have all these terrible things happen and we we make these decisions to protect ourselves and we never question the reality of what's happening and so this course is about 
questioning all the reality of if it's even real that there's a road or a car or a sidewalk or a hole or a house or a bathroom or a toilet right. or a body that can even discern between these things. So then it opens up to a whole, you know, different experience, you know, the, recognizing the dreamer of the dream opposed to, you know, the dream imaginary ideas of a person in a dream reality. I'm noticing <clears throat> before I would try to find the truth. And then I would be like, well, I'm going to exchange what I thought was true for what really is true. But it was still just bouncing from one meaning to another to another. And at some point I'm starting to be like, hey, I'm just replacing one with another. <laughs> is any of this even true? Is any of it happening? <laughs> yeah, like that moral standard thing is that he, he comes up with this idea. Yeah, I learned a life lesson, maybe a physical life lesson. Uh, that I shouldn't lie, and which I completely agree with honesty completely, but in such sure. a authenticity that there's really no buffer in between between what what you think and what you say and uh in in a in a way like i he doesn't really question the fact that you know is is it even possible to lie like is it even possible to be honest? Is it even possible to be in a situation? Instead, we're blinded by, oh, I could be, I could be uh, what, uh, impeached. And this mm -hmm. bad thing could happen. I could lose my job. I can lose my livelihood. And so we're actually making a decision, say, a uh, uh, moral, out of fear instead of uh, an actual experience of expression of love. Like, instead, we're afraid of dying and losing our and being in suffering instead of a perspective of eternal life and loving and so our moral standards naturally change because we're always accepting and loving of everything so you naturally mm -hmm. go into the shifting and changing and honesty is is it, it's not even a question to be dishonest it doesn't make any sense really because you want to love and love is what you are, naturally. If you're completely honest, you might go through this period of time where it seems like Pandora's box opens and you're saying all the wrong things. But eventually, <laughs> it kind of, you know, as you're purging, really, purging all this dirty stuff that's cleaning cleaning out your house, you recognize and realize that it is healthier and more natural to just simply be authentic. Because you are love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you really had no concern about anyone or anything or how it's going to happen or how it's, if it's right or wrong, it will naturally come out as loving as possible. I mean, it would, it would, it's not like you need to, oh, I'm concerned about how they're going to take this, so I need to say this in a more gentle way, a more loving way. Mm. It's not like that. It's if you have no idea about if they're going to take it right or wrong, you have no idea. Then naturally you'll be accepting the diploma and they'll be given it and it'll be a loving thing and you'll be smiling and you'll be moving on. <laughs> Instead of 
going through your head in fear and saying, oh, I really don't want to say the wrong thing. I really hope this doesn't offend him. Oh, man, I really don't want. Yeah, like even in that moment as you did that, and mm-hmm. you you did you probably didn't even see what really happened in that very moment. <laughs> like you you actually saw it as it not was it wasn't, and he was smiling a grin, and you saw it as he was offended. I mean, a happy right. grin. Is he really offended? Where did you get that? <laughs> even in that moment, so it's pretty intense as we we get fully immersed and into this it's just beautiful Mm. to be love and see love because that's all there is yeah yeah you start to recognize that this is really more or less instead of from the outsider perspective of what Jesus did this is more the insider perspective of how Jesus thought and so you're actually learning how to do and be everything that he has done, you know, instead of, you know, on the outside saying how great it must be on the inside there. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is within. Now that's, that's a real life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might be the, the lesson of life, like. You have to be conformed to the world to think it's all somewhere outside of yourself in order to learn that life lesson. That's good. I like that. I've been listening to your your lessons, and I think today we were talking about ego is necessary to have this experience in life. We always try to fight ego and say, well, ego's bad. I don't want ego. You know, I'm in opposition with this ego. But even ego is part of the divine mind, you know. Yeah. Gives us this experience and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That is definitely a more advanced understanding of recognizing what the course is about. A lot of people, even just hearing that, might be like, what is he talking about? How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, you think of the ego as a thing, like the devil, and and you completely misunderstand what it's talking about. You have to recognize that it is a thought construct in order to perceive a physical world. (laughs) And if you think of it that way, (laughs) then you recognize that, oh yeah, it's just sitting here telling me how to perceive the world physical, and how to be Mm -hmm. safe in it, and how to survive in it. And then it is your friend because you remember and recognize that I developed this so that I can have this experience. You know, and the, you're not at war with it. Yeah. Like the coming to the world in which we experienced, like came into this and, and through the church, the Mormon church and, and that understanding, like we think of it as, oh, I came to get a body. It's, it's not just a body. You came, you're actually in the same place, not a different place. And you came into a whole thoughts construct of all reality being physical. So the real life lesson is not, you know, as recognizing the kingdom of heaven is within, but recognizing it's everything. And as I'm interpreting my physical reality, I'm interpreting the kingdom of heaven 
through this directional focus of from within and how I see within, I see without. So the as above as below. And I'm actually recognizing that the world looks physical because I have a physical construct of thought system in my mind. It's pretty intense, pretty intense, especially for the last few minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this, this church talk, the same church talk that I was reading. It's interesting what kind of pops out at me now. But there's one part and he's like, you know, here's what matters. You are an eternal being. You have no beginning, you have no end. And you came into this mortal existence to have an experience you could not have had otherwise. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, to recognize it in that alternate way of thinking that it's not this just a physical body. It's all physicality. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I like <it. laughs> All right. Well, so my package is shipped, huh? I just got that. <laughs> you you doing the you sending that during the what is going on? <laughs> I'm paying attention, I promise. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. It's really all good. Like it's it's more all good than we like to admit. So, yeah, if anybody out there is wondering what we're talking about, this course, as I get into some pretty in-depth in in-depth-in-learning concepts there, and taking it to a new level, and involve yourself and find out more about the Course in Miracles Intensive by visiting openandclear.com. And there's a big button if you scroll down a little bit. And we're actually doing the course for the last time maybe the first time for for people like mark but the last mm -hmm. time as you do actually go through this ascension process and which i do contest to have done myself so all right mark thank you very much for this time yeah as usual yeah it was I like how your mind works and so we have this joint experience and in, in this way of conversing and getting to new levels. It's pretty good. I like it. Good. Alright, I'll talk to you next week. Or some All day right. between. All right. <laughs> have a beautiful day, everyone. Uh, voice from the real world, you're up. <laughs> <laughs>